Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am Sean Anderson. You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast, and I am joined by Ricky Whitmer. What's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> How, How are you guys? How are you I don't know. I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I mean, the thing that shocked me today is that I got here today, and usually I'm the first one here, but Dave was here before me, so not only has Dave been here for five straight weeks. He showed up he early. Was, he was here He's got early. The initiative, Sounds like so dedication nice. to me. Yeah, I mean, so... Dave's not only dedicated, he's here, he's ready. I'm ready to, you know, bash some trades in. Cal, watch out, he's coming for you. Yep, I mean, we're, On the way. I think we're 2,961 <laughs> away, so we're getting close here. And uh, I'm ready to bash some trades, and uh, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, trade deadline happened Thursday, and, you know, we got we to gotta talk winners and losers. We got to talk surprises. We got to talk sucked. all that. It sucks so much. I think the surprise was that everyone built it up to, like, Blake Griffin's going, Caleb's going. I feel like Boogie's this happens going. every year. It does. It's like everybody wants to see the big name move. I mean, last year, the, the big name was Drogic. So, I mean, and it, it was kind of a big move, but I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a superstar like yeah. Dwight Howard. He was a good player, Love. but he, yeah. yeah. He, he obviously had an impact, but I don't know if it was like, you know, a star player. And I think the first ever trade deadline video, Ricky said it's probably going to be Dinkers and Dunkers, and we got Dinkers mm-hmm. and Dunkers. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a very boring trade deadline. I was like refreshing in every class, like, come on, when he's, oh, like, I know. who's getting traded? Who's getting traded? And who's you, getting traded? You shooting out teasers of, oh, this may happen. Like, all those speculation well, ones. The thing John that, of the no, Bulls. No, no, no. Yeah. The thing that was huge was, yeah, you send out oh Jaleel Okafor and then you're like well this is what could happen and I'm super excited I'm like cool we're gonna get Jaleel Okafor we're gonna get rid of Pogasol I mean I like Pogasol but we could have traded him to get somebody well, well do you, let's start off with the losers then Ricky who's your loser because I, I think you're st- you're starting to go down that line see I'm in a tough place with the loser and the reason is I want to give my loser to the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. because it's like what Dave said last week when we asked like well, who's the team that needs to make a move yeah Dave was it's the Raptors because mm. you have to right now with the roster that you have you are not going to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah in a best of seven series it will be it, it, I don't think it's possible and they didn't make any move that's who I want to. But at the same time, I want to give it to the Bulls because they actually made a move and we got rid of Kurt Heinrich for nothing. Captain. Yeah. yeah, we got rid of the captain, the I guy mean, who's we, most loyal to the We the, did the before team. you all you out there start typing ferociously in the comment section. I know we did go under the luxury no, tax we didn't. mark. No, we didn't. No, we, we just didn't? saved two million. No, we're still yeah, no, we saved three million oh, and we're three. two million still above the luxury tax. See, so, so we traded some, nothing. Yeah, now so we nothing. traded someone who's been loyal to this team. I mean, he, yeah, obviously he's not providing that much to his team, but I mean, he's still a, a, a leader out there. If we need a man to bear hug LeBron James, he can guard LeBron James. Exactly. We don't that. need Jimmy if Jimmy's hurt. We we need Kirk Heinrich out there. And you know, Garpax didn't make a move or anything, but I'm not going to get upset about that. Yeah. Dave, who's your loser? Uh, my loser, you know, I want to go a couple ways. I, I'm leaning most heavily towards uh, the Grizzlies, though. This really? is a team that I feel like they're just adding gasoline to a dumpster fire at this point. But this is a team with, okay, you already have Gasol who's injured. So you're like, all right, we're probably not going to make the push for the playoffs. So maybe we should, you know, reload, get young, get some assets on board. No, no, no. Let's add Lance Stevenson to this file. Let's add Chris Anderson. Let's go the complete opposite direction. Don't forget P.J. Hairston. Well, P.J. Hairston. Hold on. You got you to gotta, you gotta think, though. So, I mean, they're getting rid of Jeff Green. 
and you're getting Lance Stevenson, who's an, an expiring contract, Chris yeah. Anderson, who's an expiring contract. I think PJ is an expiring contract, and you get a first round pick. So I don't think gr- gr- the Grizzlies are a loser, but I mean, also that team has no shooting now. I mean, unless Lance Stevenson's going to be chucking up threes, you don't really have a shooter. Stevenson's going to shoot tw- like twenty to thirty times a night. Now. Exactly, because you get rid of Courtney Lee and Jeff Green, your Which main I will shooters. Love. That's guilty pleasure. I will love watching that team because it's going to be entertaining. I will hell. Unless VC goes off, and which he's kind yeah. of starting to do. Unless Vince Carter starts going off and yep. pulling back out the old uh, Jordans he brought out in uh, Toronto. I don't think he's really going to do anything. But I understand the Grizzlies losers, but I think I think Grizzlies won that trade with uh, the Clippers there. Really? Yeah, I was going to bring... I'm on the other end, I, See, I think Jeff Green I don't think has Jeff... proven he can perform under Doc. And, you know, Doc is like... I think, I, I think Doc is hoping that he can pull some more production out. It's not mm-hmm. like Jeff Green was playing poorly. He was underperforming, and that, that's where I see there is the potential for the Clippers to get better because of this. They don't necessarily get worse because they're losing Lance because they weren't using Lance up to his potential anyway. Well, I, yeah, and that's why with me, the Grizzlies, that one deal I do like because now Lance gets to go to a spot where hopefully he's used correctly because, what was it, up last week or two weeks when we talked about Lance? It was the Clippers don't use him, and they just started to use him because they needed to, and now it's like, okay, you can go to Memphis, you can get your minutes, maybe be the guy you were in Indy. I say Jeff Green, in his last time, he's putting up still like 18-5, and five, so it's not like he's not like helpful. But the, th- the thing is, I mean, I, 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 he is an upgrade from Paul Pierce now because, I mean, Paul, Paul Pierce, Pierce is too old to he's play. Just, he's just too old. But, I mean, looking at Jeff Green's stats, I mean, he's he's just significantly dropped off. I mean, even his three-point percentage. I mean, yeah. he's shooting 30% from the three-point line, and that's not what you want on this team. And, obviously, I mean, you need you have J.J. Redick, and J.J. Redick's a knockdown three-point shooter. Chris Paul is kind of developing his game there. So, I mean, you don't need him, and you have Jamal Crawford, who's also a great shooter. But, I mean, I, I feel like Jeff Green's... Uh, an improvement from Paul Pierce, but I don't think it's like you're improving your team that much, and you're also you're giving up a first round draft pick. And I mean, I, the I don't first think round draft pick, I feel like that is the biggest like choice. It's is that the turning point for this team? Are they going? Is this their all in move? That's the thing. I don't think this is going to make them better than OKC. I don't think it's going to make them better than the Spurs or even the Warriors. I don't think they're really contending, and they're giving up a first round draft pick, which could have been useful to making your team even better and trying to get someone who could improve your team more than just a Jeff Green. Yeah. So I mean, in with Lance, I mean, he's out. Jeff Green's a better player right now in the current state. I mean, Lance Stevenson might develop into a better player, but I mean, he's 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 getting old anyways. But I mean, looking at Jeff Green, I just feel like. You know, you're not getting that much back with a first round draft pick, and you could have gotten him to improve that small forward position even more. I mean, I, I know he was gone before the actual trade deadline, but Tobias Harris was out there. He's mm-hmm. a better small forward. I mean, if you could have used that first round draft pick to try to get him away from the magic, I mean, you could have gotten more than just Jeff Green. And maybe Jeff Green might be the better player now, but Tobias Harris might develop into the better player. And I mean, he averaged 17 in a season. So, I mean, Tobias Harris, I mean, he's been in the league for like six years. Yet he's still only 23. So if you knew T- Tobias Harris was still out there, you could have made move for him. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, Tobias Harris never played for Doc. Never beat Doc. <laughs> never played at Doc's house. Yeah, Therefore, never played at Doc's house. he does not qualify to be picked up by Doc. <laughs> never played him in the playoffs because yep. the, the Magic were never in the playoffs. Exactly. Uh, I, I think my, my loser is going to be the Cavs. And ESPN has the Cavs as the biggest winner. But... I mean, you just get Channing Fry, and Channing Fry. I mean, you're, he's going to add more to this team than Anderson Barrage. I was going to. That's add. all they needed, though, right? They were just looking for a three-point shooter. But like, I mean, before he used to be a three-point, well, like a good three-point shooter. Before no. even, we were talking about how Kyle Korver was their target. To me, this was just the Cavaliers saying we need to get something that we want. We need to get somebody who can maybe help us in that department. Channing Fry is, is shooting one of the best in, in one of the best times in his career. Forty three percent from the field and thirty nine percent from three. All so they he, need him to do is knock down he, shots. He's being efficient, but I still that's not going to win you a championship. That's right. not going to put you in the Warriors Spurs level because you know your problem wasn't you know bigs last time. It was just that well, the Warriors were a better team in the finals. Well, also, their biggest problem in the finals was they didn't have Kyrie. Well, yeah, true. They didn't have yeah, Kay Love. The they weren't healthy. So I mean, everything like they didn't need to make a big splash. They didn't need to trade. K Love, in my opinion, I don't think they needed to trade trade K Love, but I think you need a better improvement. I mean, you you, you could also like I mean, what? You, I mean, Chan, all right, Channing Fry, good move, but you also need to add something off that bench because you don't really have anyone on that bench that can really make an impact. I mean, you got you know, Jr. 
Do you think fucking JR is like <laughs> on and off every other night? JR is not an impact player. I mean, unless JR is, you know, going back to 2007 when, when he the Nuggets. feels like playing, he can play. He made us feel it. The Bulls. Yeah. He made us feel it in the playoffs. I mean, the end of the playoffs was fantastic for him. Mm-hmm. He just comes in, the game's already over, and he's like, fuck it, I'm dropping threes. The game's over, though. So, I mean, I it know. doesn't matter. I, I, think, I, I know. I think you need a score of it. Because you got Delhi, you have JR, who's on and off. I mean, Shumpert's decent. But, I mean, you had Kyle Korver out there. I mean, I know he's having one of the worst shooting, shooting, uh, but a worst shooting, yeah, yeah shooting, shooting seasons of his career. But, yep. I mean, he can fucking light it up if he's, if he's on. So, yep. I mean, going to a winning environment, going to the Cavs where he knows his role, that might improve his game he might regain his confidence but I mean you could have gotten more you could have added more depth to make your team more dangerous and I feel like you fired David Blatt because you want to win a championship because you can't beat these teams and your only moves Channing Fry. I mean Tyron Lue I mean I don't think this is going to re- improve your team that much and Channing Fry is your only asset to give this ki- guy I mean like he's going to get fired because he won't win a championship because I don't think he's the, I don't the know. guys are good enough for this I, I don't know if he'll get fired for it I mean, in a couple of years, I'm not saying yeah. like right now, but I mean, he's not going to get fired after this season because they just brought him in. But I mean, he's get, I mean, he, he's not going to do anything that David Black didn't do. He's going to, you know, bring this team to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're going to win the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they're going to they're going to lose to the Warriors. Mm. I don't I don't think this team can compete with the Warriors. I mean, with this Channing Fry deal. I the only thing I feel like with the Cavaliers that there's no deal that could have pushed them over the top against either. I'll throw. San Antonio in there too, because to me, it's Golden State, San Antonio, and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. To me, I think the biggest thing that's going to help Cleveland in the playoffs is, like I said, if they can stay healthy, maybe not have to play Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, the, I mean, that, uh, that'll, 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 that'll be help. That'll and, help. And Boston <laughs> get rid of, get, didn't get rid of him, so I mean. But no, I mean, that that's a good question, though. As far as Cleveland, what would it take for them to be put over the top to, you know, win that title? I Do mean, you think they needed that it, it might big be, move? It might be chemistry, I, but, I mean, you don't really have— I mean, there's nothing that really defines this team. I mean, you have LeBron James, but yep. LeBron, we've seen LeBron. He can't do it all. He needs someone. And Kyrie, I mean, he's one of the best point guards in the league, but uh, then again, when I, I watch the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't see Kyrie making that much of an impact because it's LeBron's show and it's LeBron's game. And, you know, K-Love is you know re- delegated to just shoot threes, basically. And, you know, K-Love is just a shell of what he used to be. And then you have this mess in, of big men's like, all right, Mozgov, I mean, he's not really adding anything to this team. Thompson's just a rebounder. And then Channing Frye basically is just going to be doing what K-Love's doing is standing outside. Like, it's going to open the lanes to drive, mm-hmm. you know, open the lanes for K, uh, LeBron and Kyrie to drive in and maybe dish it out to them. But, I mean, I don't think these are your, your, your shooters to, like, make this team that much better because, mm. I mean, Channing Frye, he's not a 40% shooter from three-point well, He's close, but he's not going to he's, yeah, he's not it. the Channing Frye he's getting of, older. you know, like three years ago on the Suns where, you know, he worked well. I think three, maybe it might have been a little bit further. But, yeah, the point is he used to be a very good shooter, very reliable. He could go on hot streaks. But I feel like his playtime has decreased. He's gotten less opportunities. And you know what? He's not lighting up like he used to. So can he come in and do some spot-up work? Probably. I think that's totally Better than the, the guy thing. they got rid of, Andrew yeah. Verja, who they Verja's contributions. He was limited. rarely used because he's not a he's stretch no form. team mascot. Yeah. Well, kind of like Noah with, was for the Bulls. The he's the glue guy with of that the team. Hair. What I want to say is, I mean. Or was the glue guy. That's what I'm wondering right is, do you think yeah. that well, team chemistry gets worse now without Verja there? See, Cle- Cleveland won that trade. I'm not saying it was a bad trade. I'm not saying. You're talking but, but overall, saying, though. though yeah, they, yeah. That is your only move. That's what's the problem. Like, that's a good move to get Channing Fry, but that is your only move. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus Verichau, I mean, oh, never mind. I was going to say you know, he's gone. He, the Blazers waved him, so Cass can yeah. sign up, but there's the, the whole thing. You can't sign yeah, a player you after you trade really. him. Yep. So, but I mean, I, I understand that Verichau, you know, there might be a, a lack of team chemistry there, but that's going to be Tyron's Tyloo's job there, is, yep. to, is to build this team back up. I mean, that's your job as a head coach, is to bring these players together. And I want to point out, I'm looking right now at ESPN, they're winners and losers. Mm-hmm. And the thing I find interesting, and I'm going to read this quote, the other reason Cleveland is a winner is none of the other East contenders improved their team for a possible showdown in the conference finals. Really? That's why we're calling them a winner? But I mean, Because no one else made a move in the East? Can, but your loser was going to be Toronto because they didn't make a move. Yeah, I know. The Celtics didn't make a move. So, I mean, that's honestly a fair point. See, the thing with the Celtics, like... It's, the, and I, the think, Bulls I think what he's pointing out... Yeah, make I think, a... 
big enough move in the right direction. I think what he's pointing out there is they're a winner because nothing happened yeah. at the trade deadline. You know, so you're winning because there's going to be no competition. It's a default. That's like, come on, that's like yeah. saying Golden State wins because mm-hmm. they, guess well, what? We're still the best team. One of the winners is Golden State and San Antonio because they yeah. did nothing and no one else did anything. I'm going to throw out not a winner or a loser, but you know who's my biggest? They got hosed this trade deadline. Hmm. The Bucks. You come this close to a deal to add the big star that one of the big stars that we wanted to move, mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, could have been moved, and you had to back out of the deal because Dwight's too much of a baby to say, fine, I'll opt in to my final year. I, I wouldn't call it being a baby. He's missing out on free money. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get a ton of money. I really can't blame him. You're going to be playing in Milwaukee for two years. He yeah. probably doesn't want to play in Milwaukee. He probably wants to be on a team that's a contender, and Milwaukee is out of the playoff race right now. So, I mean— it's probably Milwaukee's fault that they're in Milwaukee, and that's the reason why. <laughs> that's true. That, that's, but that's, it's interesting that the really Greg Monroe thing kind of is like a failed experiment almost at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, but their star is Chris Middleton. I yeah. mean, and Jabari Parker is falling off. I mean, he he's has, not living up. He's not. And I mean, you look at Michael Carter Williams. He's gonna. He's probably a good bench player, but he's not a star on a team. Yeah. And they don't I mean, have a real head coach. They didn't have a real coach of Jason Kidd. (laughs) Why did this turn into shit on the Milwaukee Bucks? But I mean, it's just so easy. It is. It's really easy. And I mean, on on the other hand, though, I mean, Houston, I I would call them one of the big losers out of this. They're stuck with Dwight Harden, who locker room cancer for Dwight Harden. Dwight Harden, God, they're just one man, <laughs> one man. Hey, if they could, if they could have moved Harden, I would have said go. Someone for it. said that. I mean, you, you can't win an NBA championship if those two are your best players on the team, or mm-hmm. if like Harden's your best player on the team, you're not going to win an NBA championship. Well, let's put I don't it this know. way: that's Harden, an one. that's someone the, that's a, that's what someone on ESPN. The last said. time okay. Harden was on a team that was like consistently in the talk for a title. He was the third best player. And he choked like shit. Yeah, but he okay. was the third best player on that team. But you're the third best player behind two of the two no, of five. No, five. No, yeah. I know. I mean, so you're literally like the seventh now. Maybe, yeah. maybe you don't have to be the guy that has the ball in his hands all the time, James. Maybe he doesn't need to turn the ball over that enough too. to set a record in the <laughs> NBA. I mean, the the man is trying to one-handed, like, not one-handed, uh, one-man show yeah. Houston into the playoffs, like pure will, like you did last year, and and yeah. it's just it's not a good style of play, and it's not a way that you're going to successfully, you know, win a championship because there are these complete teams out there. There are the San Antonio, there are the uh, Warriors, the Warriors. I mean, there's no way you can go up against that with one person, and if you have to rely on uh, Dwight, it's like okay, you guys don't get along. One strike against you. He's also lower production this year than ever before. I think other than his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's shooting 61%, which is great, but he's staying a foot under the basket. Come on. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we've been talking about losers for a while now, and I think the biggest winner is pretty obvious, for at least for me, it's the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. You get Tobias Harris. You get Dante Montanunas. You get, I mean, the uh, Marcus Thornton. Not not, not a, a huge yeah, thing, not but a huge it, it's thing. depth. But, I mean, you get rid of Brandon Jennings, who, I mean, you have Reggie Jackson, so you don't need Brandon Jennings. Exactly. You get rid of Ersan Ilyasova, who, I mean, Markeith Morris is better than him, so you're going to put him Morris now into the starting lineup. Or Marcus Morris, I'm sorry. You're going to put yep. Morris in the lineup, and you're going to start him, and you got Tobias Harris at the three, and he's better than, you know, Ilyasova or Morris. And then you get Monte Yunus, who could also be a stretch four. I mean, he has an injured back right now, but he can develop into one of the best And the question is, how in injured was he? Because, you know, it seemed like he had been out for quite some time, and there's no real talk about the the actual injury itself anymore. It's just, oh, well, he's going to be back soon. So yeah. maybe they were just kind of holding him until the deadline to make sure, you know, he didn't move, didn't re-injure anything. And that, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, when I talked about the Clippers, you give up a first-round mm-hmm. draft pick for Jeff Green, who... I mean, you know what you're getting in Jeff Green. Dante yeah. Montiunas, it's kind of a gamble, but if that gamble pays off, it, it could be, be huge. huge. So, I absolutely I mean, agree. I like, I like what Stan Van's doing. I mean, Stan, Stan Van's a fucking god he's, right now. He's doing better than what Doc Rivers is doing. and the G, He's better than Chip Kelly. I mean, he's doing the mm-hmm. GM head coach thing perfectly. Yeah. I mean, he's building this team, and there's only two players from that original team that he inherited, and that's Caldwell Pope, and that's Andre Drummond. Yeah. The one thing with the Rockets, though, that it's the only thing out of everything they did that I liked that they got was that first round pick from Detroit. That's it. That's the only good thing. It's going to be a late first, yeah. well, or it, a middle first. It's I either going to be right as of right now. It's either going to be the last pick, one of the last picks last of lottery, the lottery, yeah. or one of the first picks. I, after I think the with lottery. these moves, well, they're but not also, be the lottery. But yeah, but also you could say that. I mean, this might give the Pistons some life, and they might. And that's what I. Mm-hmm. They I'm might on run. That line. They might run in the into the playoffs. I mean, because. 
I think they're better than the, the Bulls right now. I think I'll they're be better honest, than the, the Hornets. Bulls, I think they're better I, than the Pacers. So I they think can, we're not going to make the playoffs. They can end up at a four to be or five fair, We did just kick the living crap out of Toronto. Yeah, I know we'll that's maybe the wrong term, but yeah, I really we'll, enjoyed watching that happen. We'll, yeah, we'll, but we'll, we also we'll, got the shit we'll kicked see. out of us by the Cavs. Well, so, that happens. Right now, that's who we play in the first round. Right, but no, this is a Pistons team with youth and a whole ton of upside. I love it. I enjoy watching them play with their previous roster. I look forward to seeing this new roster meld. I would kind of compare them to maybe uh, maybe kind of like the Warriors in 07 where they upsetted the Mavericks in uh, when the 8th seed, or was that 2008? Around there, it was after it was after the Mavericks went to the finals. Was so, that the Elton Brand? No, that was Monte Ellis. Or no, Mon- it was Barry Davis. It was Barry Davis, Davis Warriors. Oh, there we uh, go. And they upset, you know, they, they were just this young team who came out of nowhere and upset uh, the, the number one seed Mavericks, or maybe like a Carmelo team where it was very young. You had Billups in there, but I mean Drummond could be that that mellow player. Your Jr. is Reggie Jackson. So I mean, no, there, this team. A ton of all- I feel like this team might actually make a push for the Western or the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I don't think they're going to win it, but I think you know, looking at Toronto, they don't really have a four. If Rosen, DeRozan, or Lowry get hurt, then you're basically screwed there. And, you know, Boston, they don't have a real superstar. Isaiah Thomas might get stopped, especially if you have a point guard like Reggie Jackson who might be able to stop him. I mean, I don't think Reggie Jackson's that great defensively, but maybe you'll be able to stop Isaiah Thomas. And then you look at Miami, they're hurt and they can barely score, so you can just light them up there. Atlanta, again, on the edge where, I mean... The fact that half your tra- team was on the trade deadline. Exactly. I mean, you, you can't have a whole lot of confidence in that locker room right now. Pacers just Pacers are basically Paul George if Paul George is hot, and then you have George Hill and Monte Ellis. I mean, they're, yeah. and the, that's just a guard-heavy team. And then you have the Hornets where it's, you know, you have Kemba Walker, Nicholas Batum, and then really nobody else. So, I mean, looking at it, and you and killed Gilchrist is hurt. So yeah. I think the Pistons can make a run, and I think oh, they are. Yeah, they're dangerous. I think they're the huge winner here, and I don't think it's really anyone else is a big winner. I mean, I, I don't see anyone else who won who won at the trade deadline besides the D- Detroit Pistons. There's one team that I we haven't mentioned that I I would call them. This is me going on the loser side, but they're just so negative. Well, yeah, with, seriously. Well, everybody this, lost this trade deadline was Pistons. this well, trade deadline was negative. I look at yeah. the Wizards, and it's like, why would you want to get a guy? Like Morris, who to me, I see him choking out a teammate, and I go, No, I don't want that on see, my team. I, I understand that, but you're also getting him out of that situation. And maybe, I mean, this is just this is a maybe. This isn't really what's going to happen, but maybe, yeah. you know, Gortat can maybe like bring back the magic because they played with the Suns together. It's true. So, and plus, he's not with his brother. So, I can see why you're saying mm-hmm. that he might be a cancer to this locker room. But I mean, also, the Wizards aren't contending. The Wizards are at the well, bottom of the Eastern Conference. And I'll be honest, I just looked into it, and there's one positive from this deal. Chris Humphreys is not on the team anymore. It added enough wiggle room for if they wanted to go after KD. Oh, so it's see, a KD push pick. Okay. See, but mm-hmm. also, is KD going to want to come there with Juwan Blair off the team? Juwan Blair was the magic of the Wizards. Really? I don't know. I love okay. I, I, I'm just a huge nice Mr. Pun, Not a pun there. I'm a huge Juwan Blair fan. Mr. Nonies? <laughs> How can you love that man? Have you ever watched Juwan Blair's highlights? Mr. Like, Pitt at least Panther? from Pitt? Or, okay, his <laughs> Pitt ones, yes. Or, or even early Suns. Like, this kid was dominant. He was great. The, Sp- the Spurs bring out the best of everyone. But anyways, I'm getting off Juwan Blair. I think the Suns are my winner because they get Juwan Blair. But anyways, <laughs> what's the biggest surprise of this trade deadline? That no, I I want to say that no big stars. I thought we'd get one, either a Dwight, either a Boogie. I think Dwight Rudy part, Gay. Yeah, part of me, even, I, yeah, Rudy Gay might have yeah, been even big. Even too. part of me was like, even if like the Bulls did do a Pogasol trade, I wanted that one. Just give me one, and it was a surprise that we did. Was okay. Was I expecting? Like I said, Dinkers and Dunkers. Yes, but I still wanted to see a big. Big trade, and I was surprised that we didn't even get a medium-sized trade. Just a bunch of minor tweaks to teams, mm-hmm. hopefully to, you know, just get them enough. And I it's mean, like, mm, even Ryan so. Anderson was highly speculated to leave. Didn't go. I mean, that and might even talk, be, that I, might I, I the biggest move. his own value, though, like, yeah. with the amount of talk in public. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't understand, like, there was no move, really. I mean, maybe Jeff Green was the biggest name to be moved. Maybe Tobias Harris was the biggest Lance name to be Stevenson. moved. Stevenson. Well, yeah, Jeff Green last season. Yeah. That was probably the biggest, one of the biggest trades, just because mm-hmm. those names are so you know, right. prevalent. I mean, and I, and then the next question uh, is, which what what has who has the most uncertain future going forward? And I think we kind of touched that and that with the Bulls. And I don't think are anyone we talking would disagree. future is like future years or yeah, just future as like, a franchise. As a franchise, I think I think we touched on it earlier the with the Bulls. Seventy Sixers. 
That's to me. Like they, they really, they Why made, the they made one trade, and I mean, to I wasn't me, expe- just. I just if you say future, I'm going with them because I, I think, think trust the process, and I don't believe it. I think the future is kind of bright for them because you got Ja, you got Nerlens, we'll then, see, and we'll then you see might have I don't works. know the future LeBron James and Ben they, Simmons. To me, I, yeah. look, I look directly at the Bulls because the Bulls, the Bulls, this, oh, this not, high franchise, yeah. not in. Good territory. This high either. franchise, you trade Kirk Heinrich, which I mean, he wasn't there for the future, but you don't make a move for the future, like trading a Paul Gasol and trying mm-hmm. to get picks for that. I mean, I don't understand it. And then obviously, a guy who's going to opt out at the end of the year, yeah, and likely, and and do little from ESPN makes one of the great points. You're relying on D Rose. Yeah, I mean, D Rose, fantastic player when he's healthy, but that health factor is one of the biggest things in the NBA. Jimmy and Butler look, is your father. He's been healthy, but Jimmy's and we hurt. still lose. I know. So, and yeah, and he's healthy and he's still losing yeah. because I mean, Paul doesn't fit this system. I, I, I love oh Paul. Oh my god, and Paul, no. Paul can no. be great on a team, but he's not a fit for this team. He's go, just go, too slow. Yeah, I mean, he needs to go find a championship caliber team. And just go hang out with them. Seriously. And he I can mean, still put up points. He can still do his job. The only thing that kind of gives me hope is Jimmy Butler and Bobby Portis. Because Bobby Portis yeah. is a monster on the offensive boards. I was watching him against the Cavs. He was just grabbing them one-handed. Like, there was one possession where he had two, and he, c- he couldn't finish it, even though he was under the basket. But still, like, <laughs> like Bobby Portis gives me hope. But Absolutely. outside of that, I don't really trust. I mean, outside of him and Jimmy Butler, I don't trust this. And, I mean, once Jimmy's contract up, and he might see that this team really doesn't want to go for anything, and they haven't, he might Yeah, leave. I say, what? Does he have what? Well, like, what kind of trust does he have in this organization if he's watching them not build around him? Well, exactly. Well, Jimmy Butler, we got till twenty twenty on the Jimmy Butler front. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're Still. a star and you're going to be Look unhappy in a city where it's like I'm just saying we got a little bit of a while before we talk about yeah, Jimmy but Butler Jimmy into but- the end. Jimmy Butler's already vocal about his not mm-hmm. happiness for the head coach, not happiness for the organization. It's well, like, that's things that are going to change. Like, yeah, how's that going to change if they don't do anything? Well, that's, that's my something thing. he's saying that to get the change to, let's say, maybe, hey, let's get a different head coach. It's not him saying it like I want to leave, kind of a thing. Yeah, but why would he want to be there? Mm-hmm. That's going to turn quickly for him. I think if the Bulls continue with this route of non-action and you know putting their cards in the hands of Derrick Rose, the Bulls need to make Jimmy Butler the priority. They do. Yeah, which well, the, yeah, he, he is the priority. I'll be honest. I mean, the only and the only reason Bulls fans, you can see it. The only reason why we and I, I'll admit a little part of me too wants Derrick Rose to be the guy. The only reason is we're hanging on to this kind of lost hope that the hometown kid is going to bring us to the promised land. Gonna and happen, that though. ship has sailed. I mean, yeah. unless he's a bench player. He's not going to be the star of this team right. anymore. I mean, I, I I love D. Rose. I love what he's done, but he's 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 not what he used to be. He's not the MVP anymore. He is uh, he's he's just D. Rose. Mm-hmm. He's you might he might be healthy, he might not be, and then he might he might be a star player or he might put up nine points per game and like three assists. So I don't know what's D Rose. What's the biggest takeaway is the final question from ESPN. What's the biggest takeaway from this trade deadline? That this summer we could see a big trade. Well, you want to get into that? Because I think my biggest takeaway is that Golden State and the Spurs basically yeah. are, are just locked in I feel for, like it's been, for a finals winner. I think everybody just kind of agreed that it's like, look, we can't do enough in this uh, trade deadline to make our team win a championship. So let's try to position ourselves down that road. So it's the year of the Warriors and Spurs, and now people are basically playing for the offseason in the draft. Ricky, you just brought that up. Mm-hmm. What is the one move that we can see in this offseason that might be big? Because Boston's talking about how they whatever, were close. Whatever that Boston move was, we don't well, know what well, it let, was. Let's just say what it is. I mean, Boston says that you know they were in talks with a big trade, and they might revisit it in the offseason. And that's all we know. That could be Dan, That's what Danny Age said. It could be Boogie. Could have been Dwight. I don't know what it was. Could have been and Paul. Ma- and maybe they didn't yeah, maybe they didn't pull the trigger on a Dwight because he's gonna be a free agent. Maybe they didn't pull the trigger on a Powell because he's gonna be a free agent. So what do you think that move was, or what do you think could be this big move in the offseason? Because you kind of talked about KD, but I mean, let's be realistic. KD's gonna get a ton of money from the Thunder, and he's most likely gonna stay with the Thunder. Is there at least any- for one year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least for one year. So is there any like thing out there that is just a set in stone, this player will be moved to a team? Well, we with Boston, we know that it was either to me in my mind, it was either three players as this mystery target. The top one, most likely Boogie Cousins, because the one thing we could see, and we talked about it coming into the trade deadline, the Celtics needed a quality 
big man. We were talking Dwight to the Celtics. Dwight, Dwight, Dwight. Mm-hmm. Could have been Boogie. The second one could have been Dwight. And they may, that's the one where I could see, okay, they may revisit it because they may do a sign-in trade with Houston. Hmm. After Dwight opts out, they mm-hmm. could say, well, you know what? We won't make the deal right now because he will opt out. But you know what, Houston? We'll look we'll look into it in the summer. Maybe have a little sign-in trade for you kind of a thing. How many times have we seen that in the NBA? That's how LeBron went. And I'm not saying sure. this is a reliable source, but MassLive.com, Jaleel Okafor, that's a possibility. They were, we're talking, they were talking about, about Ja, yeah. Ja yeah. being moved to the Bulls, that's the distant Wait. third. I mean, are we going to put Ja in Boston again? Because he kind of got in some trouble last time it was Boston. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's the smartest move. I, I think Ja's a great player, but I mean, there, there is some trouble yeah. with him in Boston. To me, I'm thinking... I think it might be Dwight Howard because of the sign-and-trade possibility. That would be the most opportune reason why you would look at that in the summer. Yeah, no, I I like that option. The only question is it depends on when that trade goes down Mm -hmm. because of the draft. I mean, look, this is a team that's holding all the cards in this draft coming up. They've pride themselves on stacking up on draft picks year after year after year, and now... It's it's the question: Is Danny Ainge going to do you know the big deal for a star? Is he going to continue on his process currently with I'm going to pick up really good guys in the draft and build them up through our system? I don't know which way he wants to go because I feel like if they really wanted to get something done, they could have pulled the trigger and tossed up that Nets pick. They could have done more to make that an enticing deal for a team. Getting in Boogie Cousins, he is a dynamic player. Like there's no denying he is the best center in the NBA. He embarrassed every other. Here's here's another reason why I think it's not boogie Hmm. is because look at what look at what went down in Sacramento. George Carl still has a job. Well, no, 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 not that he still has a job. It's true that they fired his assistant. Basically, (laughs) upper management in Sacramento had said they fire his assistant, who George Carl loved. That's them basically saying, "You want out? You're going to quit. We're not going to fire you because we don't want to pay you." So if they want to push George Carl out, why would they want to trade the one player that he doesn't get along with? I feel like but Boogie doesn't get along with anyone. Has I Boogie got along with any? I don't even think I'm he got just, along with John Calipari. Yeah, I'm just saying so, I feel like the upper management in Sacramento wants to build around Boogie. Well, if anyone wants to yeah. build around Boogie, but I think Sacramento's just disillusioned because they're not going to bring a fr- free agent there because it's Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I want to go to California. Where would I go? I don't know. The Lakers who have more money. The Clippers who have more <laughs> money. And a better place than Sacramento. I mean, looking at this team, I mean, you're going to lose Rondo. You're probably going mean, to think Gay's under contract still. So you'll have yeah. Gay and One Cousins. One more year for Gay. Yeah, you'll have Gay and Cousins. That's really it. You're not going to – you have to build through the draft. You have to realize yeah. – Collison. I mean, you really have to realize yeah. that – but Cal, Collison's not a, a star player. He's putting up good numbers He's, this year. I'm just saying they have. I'm just saying, like, this team isn't built, mm-hmm. even if you have cousins. You need to build through the draft. You need to get draft picks. How you do that, you trade Rudy Gay. You trade Rajon Rondo. You trade Darren Collison to get trades. You think, because you're not going to bring free agents here. Do you really, no, do we really think not that Rondo would get a good trade, like – Draft pick. Look, Rondo's playing really well this but year. To a, to but a, to a, a contender, yes. Draft pick. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, okay. I think a team would move. I mean, because Rudy Rudy Gay, right. I could see them getting a draft pick. Rondo, maybe not so much. Uh, he's he's basically he's putting up triple doubles at some points. Yeah. I mean, if you say if, I mean the Clippers. I mean, I was, I was, I was gonna say, say Doc Rivers loves bringing say, players. If CP3 like well broke a fingernail, like. Rondo would be on the team. Even that, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, Doc loves Rondo. I mean, and Doc loves bringing players who's played from before. Bring in Rondo, Cleveland. I mean, obviously not. Oh my God. I mean, that could be crazy there. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously not. But it would be like Kelly for Rondo and then something. Yeah, but I mean, even like Rondo's an upgrade, and that, oh, he's yeah. a he's a great backup point guard. And if he works in Cleveland, then that might make them better. That might have been the trade there. I'm just I mean, saying, people I don't want see, a point guard. I don't see a team trading. To me, when I think. When you said mm-hmm. draft pick, we're obviously talking first round. I'm, I'm thinking second round. I, I'm thinking second. You can get a, a second okay, round too. A, a second, second round, round would be valuable. A second round pick, yes. But to me, I immediately thought first round. No one's giving up a first rounder you, for Rondo. No, but, but Sacramento needs picks. They and need value some, they there. Need assets. Mm-hmm. You need something to be able to move, or you need something to bring in because you're not bringing in a free agent. And unless you're forcing people to come in through trades, that's what's going to happen. I mean, look at San Antonio. Who? How they build up their team? Draft. They draft 
drafted Tony Parker. They drafted Manu Ginobili, or they signed him for free agency. Mm-hmm. But he was a you know international player that people really didn't love. You got Tim Duggan, who they drafted. David Robinson, who they drafted. And then once they build up these great teams, they didn't, then they didn't people cry. Quiet. Thank you. Kawhi as well. I mean, you bring in these people, and then you sign like you know. Role players like a Danny get, Green to say, bring them in. You, you get know, people like David West who want to play with you. Exactly. So they take a cheap contract. I mean, so you yeah. you need to build up this team before you bring in because you don't have a team mm-hmm. there. You're not in an ideal place in Sacramento. I mean, you need something there in Sacramento, and all you have is Boogie Cousins. And I mean, Boogie's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Boogie is one of the best centers in the league. But I don't think that is just enough for people to be like, all right, I'm giving up what I've come into the NBA for is to you know make money. And you know, be happy and win a championship because you're not going to win in Sacramento, so that's not going to make you happy. And you'll make money, but I mean, is that enough to you know really validate your NBA career? Because I don't, I don't, I don't see the Sacramento being this big franchise. And I think Vivek's got to start over, but he's just going to see Boogie as this just big diamond for him and this big thing that will make him money. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Vivek's going to strip this team. Well, right now, they're the Kings are a reality show, and the big drama yeah. is. Boogie versus Carl, and yeah. it's I don't know why Boogie's gonna win though. That's I know, the thing. but Boogie's I don't like win. the one thing I think of is okay. You brought this guy in, this guy being Carl. Now you're trying to force him on. I mean, we look, look at the you got to admit that it's because the Kings are a horrible like, run the, franchise. Let, yeah. let me just say this, and this I don't is know gonna why I'm getting prove, so upset about the fucking. I love your is, passion. Yeah. Why am I getting so upset because, about the Kings? Because you love Mike Baby's Kings. Because you did. I don't think, it, I, think it's just, I just see this, you know, Sacramento dealing with this terrible mm-hmm. owner and dealing okay. with a team that's just been. Go home, play some no, 2K, but, but, bring them to the finals. See, but that's the thing. You know, you have Sacramento <laughs> where they've been rumored to be moving before. Yeah. and this, Just bring this, back the Supersonics. But, all right, Ricky, let me finish. You know, this, this Sacramento who's been rumored to be moving before to mm-hmm. Seattle and bring yeah. back the Supersonics, but I don't think Vivek's going to do that. And Vivek's no. not going to be able to build a team around him because it's just, I feel for Sacramento fans because we're kind of dealing with this in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Garpax is. Horrible yeah. as a GM, and you know, be wor- is horrible Things as an could owner. Be worse though. How I look at I look at Sacramento and go, at least we're not that. I mean, at least we're but not, we're not fire- far off. At least we're, we're not, not exactly. firing Hoiberg's like the Kings. We're disillusioned. Look, look, we're disillusioned. Wait, wait, One of the things the Kings were good at this season, offense. That assistant they fired was an offensive mastermind. We could be that. We're not far off. But we could be no, there. No, we could fired be. We our the defensive head coach and then brought in an offensive mastermind and got worse at offense. And got worse at defense. And got worse at defense so, at the same time. I mean, You're right. we don't have players. And we're we also don't have that the, main – like, we have that main piece. So they have Boogie. We have Butler. Honestly, we're, their dissolution from the early 2000s where they had Vladi Divac. Who did they bring in? Vladi Divac. We're disillusioned from the 90s. We still think we can be the Jordan Bulls. But we don't have the players to become the Jordan Bulls. Well, I we, mean, we mentioned it. With Chicago, it's – we got to get off the Derek. Rose I think train I think the biggest get on the Jimmy Butler train. They, I'm finally yeah. getting back around to the topic. I think the Bulls finally make. I think that's going to be the biggest move. They finally make a deal for either D Rose, and I don't even know if How they get, get back get rid much of that in contract. That. That's the thing. I don't we're think they eat it. I don't we? think. No, I don't think we get that much back for it. I don't think we're going to give up that much or get back that much from D Rose. I think you just got to get him out. I mean, I love D Rose. I love what he's done for this. But the to city, move forward as a franchise, but you need to move forward. I yeah. mean, you need to be like, all right, Jimmy, you're our guy. We're not going to keep D Rose in because. Let's be honest. D Rose is here for seats to put mm-hmm. seats in or to put fans in the seats. I mean, same with Jimmy. But I mean, you don't have a, a, a full team there. And I mean, right. if Jimmy's not happy, you got to fire Hoiberg because he's not even doing anything. You no, don't. You I, don't I have Hoiberg there. And maybe you make a move for one of those big, you know, big name free free agent head coaches. And I think that might be one of the biggest moves. Is what team is going to get? You know, a Luke Walton. What team is going to get a Jeff Hornacek? Somebody who knows what they're doing with the team. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, look, George Carl, it's clear, not the right fit, and I'm waiting for the ownership to realize that. They're they're keeping these two people, like, stapled together, and it's not the right fit for the organization. But honestly, I don't know. I, George Carl might be the right fit, but I just don't think, you know, this team is the right fit for George Carl because I jo- think George Carl could still be a, a, a great ho- coach oh, in, in the NBA. No, that's not what I'm yeah, saying. No, no, I'm saying I know, I know. him to that organization Yeah, because the players don't fit his style. He is great with young players. He can mold and who respect him because of his past. He has done great things. He gets the, He's similar in line to Thibodeau where he will work those young players and mold them into good players. And that's the problem is he's got a guy like Boogie who disrespects him and undermines him. There's no way to establish yourself again once that happens over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You've lost the respect to the locker room. There's no way to get that back. And you have another guy like Rondo who 
is again very critical of his head coach, very critical and public mm-hmm. about his displeasure with this organization and past organizations. So, you know, it just doesn't seem like he was the right guy. All right, so we talked about the Kings who fucked themselves. We talked about the Bulls who <laughs> fucked themselves, who could have made moves for the future but didn't. But teams did make the moves for the future or are just already in good places for the future. What is the team that might turn this around in the second half? I think we kind of already talked about this uh, with our winners from the trade deadline. And my, my winner is the Detroit Pistons. Yep. And I think the Detroit Pistons are in a great position. Like I said earlier, I think they're contenders for the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think they're going to win it. I think Cleveland's still the best team in the East by far. But, I mean, looking at this team, they're built for the future. Six players under 26 years old. Marcus Morris is your oldest player in that starting lineup, and that's fantastic. You're really building this team for the future, and Stan Van's a great coach to do that. He's been there before with the Magic and basically with Dwight Howard. Yep. So, I mean, and you have very similar players. You have Dwight Howard 2.0 have, and Drummond exactly. right now. Exactly, so. and I mean, looking at this team, I mean, Reggie Jackson's better than Jameer Nelson. I mean, it's this team is just built for the future, I see, and I mean— I think the Pistons can really make a run for it. I think the Pistons can really step up, and I think the team the team is really built for this future. And I think they can contend right now, and it's kind of reminiscent of you know the past Detroit Pistons because you got Andre Drummond slash Ben Wallace, you got Reggie Jackson who can kind of be your Chauncey Billups, Contavious Caldwell Pope is kind of like uh, Tayshaun Prince as he's great. Uh, he's a great defender, but he's also a pretty decent shooter. And you have you know you have Tobias Harris who can step up and be huge. He scored 21 in your first game, so I really love what the Detroit Pistons did, and I think they're going to be re- this team to watch in the second half. I absolutely agree. There, the thing that kind of hits me is, like you said, we we did the rundown of like the top eight in the East, and they fit right in that three spot, like mm-hmm. as is today, which is scary because they obviously haven't been playing up to that level, but. On paper, there's no reason they can't get deep in the playoffs. There's no reason they can't take a series deep with any of these teams that's not Cleveland. And, and again, I didn't even mention Monte Yunus. I didn't mention Stan Johnson. Stanley Johnson's fantastic. Yep. So this team is really built for the future, and I really love what Stan Van Gundy's doing. I'm going to say a team that didn't make a move mm-hmm. this trade deadline that we talked about almost made a move. Sacramento the Kings. Boston Celtics. Oh. Are a team to watch... This second half of the year because they're in an interesting spot. I know they didn't make a move, mm-hmm. but to be honest, nobody in the East made a move. Well, technically for, they did. They released Dave, uh, David Lee. Okay, yeah, they that's waved the David move Lee. Yeah. that they made. But their biggest thing is they're not going to catch the Cavaliers. And right now no. they'd be playing Indiana in the first round, which I think that's a favorable matchup for the Boston Celtics. But to me, the big thing, and you mentioned the Pistons, can they get it back into the playoffs? Right now, they're a game and a half out as we're recording this. Can Over the our Celt- Chicago Bulls. <laughs> can the Celtics catch Toronto for the two? They're only four and a half back. I think so, but also, why catch them for the two? Because, I mean, well, obviously, you can, you'll, play, you'll play a worse team, but I think you could beat Indiana. I think you could beat Indiana fairly well. Here's and the, if, the lane really yeah. well. Here, here's and the if, only reason why I say— I think as long as you stay in that two or three spot, because then you won't have to f- face the Cavs in the second round, and you can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. No, if you, go, if you go to the two, you won't have to face the Cavs till the finals. Well, same with Boston. Yeah, I mean, no, you I'm saying— I mean, you, just the way it's set up. Yeah, it's you, either, want, yeah. you want the two because— or the three, even. You could be the three. If you, if, see, the thing is— there's no, there's no way you can play— there's no way you can play the Cavs yeah, until the just, Eastern Conference Finals. You just three or can't the two seed. let you just can't follow the four because like right. I, the no. team I was going to bring up is another team. This one in the West, the Clippers, because the, no one's going to touch Golden State or Same the Tony. Spurs the rest of the season. Hey, the but Thunder added a piece though. I was going to say if the Clippers, Randy Foy's not a piece. Get the fuck out <laughs> of here. You want a fucking? Uh, I, I was the, looking for that. The team they need. The thing they. Need, I'm sorry. I'm going to go off on another rant. The thing you need on that wing is a fucking defender who can shoot the three, and I mean you need a defender who can shoot the three, and you add Randy Foy in. Like, that's your big move. I don't know who else you're going to add. Maybe a Kyle Korver. At least you'll get the three-point shot. I know you're not going to get any defense from Korver. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Like, that's your big move to compete with the Warriors okay. and the fucking Spurs? That, that's what's going to convince Kevin Durant to stay local. Seriously. Like, that's your move is to get Randy Foy. <laughs> okay. I just say okay. <laughs> no, I'm stopping this rant from I need, I need to hear you say his name like three real quick, more time. Real quick, 29% from three. There's your three-point shooter for the Ooh. wing. No, but like I was saying, the Clippers are the team to watch because they're like same situation as the, Thund- or as the Celtics, but a little bit different. They're sitting at four. 
they can possibly catch the Thunder for that three spot. And for Doc Rivers and the Clippers, it's pick your poison. Who would you rather see in the second round? Dub Nation? Or the Spurs, I true, I true, I honestly agree with you. I agree with that. The Clippers put them in a, a great position. Yeah. I don't. They're I don't, just the team to watch because what's yeah. going to happen? Are they going to catch the Thunder? Are they not? Well, that's the thing. Well, I don't, when Blake comes back, is he going to be? Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't really love the Jeff Green trade, but it does make mm-hmm. your team better for right now. And and they weren't using Lance. Let's be honest. So maybe they'll use Green a little bit more. They're, no, they're definitely going to yeah. use Green more. And I mean, the, the Clippers are they're a good team and they've been fantastic without Blake. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, so I think this team can really contend. I mean, I, Blake has the athleticism to defend a Draymond even and I mean exactly. you really don't have a, a true defender for a Kawhi Leonard if you go up against him but yeah. you can kind of stop basically everyone else in the Spurs team I mean Chris Paul against Tony Parker I think I'm going to take Chris Paul I mean Chris Paul's a top three point guard in the league so I mean I, I really like what the Clippers did to make to improve your team I think you could have done more I think you could have added a better piece than Jeff Green but still you're improving your team you're making your team better so I do I think the Clippers are a, a perfect team to watch in the second half because like you said they could really improve or if you when you add Blake Griffin when he comes back what is he going to do to this team is he going to make this team even better than what they've mm-hmm. been doing I mean you know they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 it games it begs the chance yeah I was say this team could turn into a wrecking ball in the second half think about it like you said matchup wise they fit really well and now with Jeff Green it's even better their spacing on the floor gets better. I, I absolutely love this move by them. I mean, I, I'm not like, oh my god, it's gonna save the, you mm-hmm. know, gonna take them over the Warriors, but no. But it does mean that they have a chance to knock out the Spurs. They can get past that second round uh like roadblock they've been at yeah. so many times. Think about it. The, them in the second round, it's just year after year and it's disappointing as shit. I think this may be the right time for them to, you know, make the little push past. And honestly, I mean, no one's going to drive the lane on DeAndre. I'll take I'll take DeAndre Jordan over Andrew Bogut. Not mm-hmm. trying to bash Andrew Bogut, but it's per- fairly easy. Yeah. Draymond, you know, kind of redefining that power forward position, but Blake Griffin's not a scrub. Blake Griffin's well, I mean, fantastic. I don't know about redefining. There, there's been guys who put up similar numbers to him in the past. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, he's he's making the stretch four more prevalent. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, now people are, like, dying to get a Draymond Green player. Absolutely, Because, yeah. I mean, like, kind of Lamar Orton did it. So, That's I what I'm saying. I was like, yeah. it's been done, like, every decade. There's, like, you know, mm-hmm. two or three guys. But he is definitely exemplifying that, and he's by far made that position – Almost a requirement if you want to compete. Exactly. I mean, Blake Griffin, he can't stretch the floor as much, but he has the athleticism to defend a Draymond Green. So I think it's kind of like, you know, Draymond Green will probably put up better point. But, I mean, he'll probably have a better stat line, but he'll be, you know, still, you know, kind of negated kind of by Blake Griffin there. Yeah, Blake and can then, take over a game. That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, small forward. I mean, Iggy versus Jeff Green. I'm going to take Iggy. I mean, I mean I'm going to. I'm gonna he's take. He's got a, age. He's got age, but it's good age. He's like he's he's aging <laughs> he's like, like a fine wine. Yeah. Jesus, that was creepy. And then <laughs> you know you got Clay Thompson versus JJ Redick, the, the the tale of the white three point shooters. I mean, Clay's the better shooter, but I still have a, a place in my heart for JJ Redick there. And Steph Curry versus Chris Paul. You have the best point guard in the league, and either the two, the, the the second best or the third best point guard in the league. So the Clippers match up fairly well. And I mean, you got you got you know you know uh, what's it called veteran leadership with you know. Uh, Jamal Crawford and Paul Pierce coming off that bench. So I think they can honestly, you know, not contend. And, but, but this this yeah. makes their team better. And I mean, absolutely. I think they're kind of like the Warriors, but like the budget Warriors kind of. I don't like. You I know, like it. The budget Warriors. Because the Warriors have the Warriors have everything that the Clippers have, but just a little bit better. Like, <laughs> I'd say a lot better. Well, I mean, Steph Curry, a lot better than Chris yeah. Paul, but Chris Paul. He's pretty fucking good. And then, mm-hmm. you, I mean, DeAndre Jordan, I mean, he's they probably win the center matchup. And that's probably the only one they win. You know what's going to be an interesting race to look at what's the that? rest of the year? Utah and Houston. Right now, virtually tied for the eighth spot. Mm. Because then, oh, you can also look at Portland. They're at 21. No, I know. Dallas but I'm, at 20. I'm saying half, the, so. more the storyline is, is Houston going to falter yeah. the second half of this year and get into the lottery? Well, yeah. I mean, you got you have four, you have four teams really fighting from six through nine. Because I'm going to kick out Sacramento because I don't even know why they're even what? close there. Uh, they're 25 and a half games back. <laughs> I know. You, you don't want to go on another Kings rant? No. I, I was trying to provoke um, it. <laughs> Dallas, da- Dallas at 20 and a half. They might, mm-hmm. I mean, Dallas, they're still, I think they're going to make it in. Uh, they might well, fall Well, they're going to get bit. David Lee. 
That's not gonna Which help them. Which somehow, uh, you know, yeah. lack of playing defense is a the great Dallas Wave Wavericks. Is yeah. that what we're calling them? Yeah, that's, the what, that's what Reddit called them, the Dallas Wavericks. <laughs> um, you know, so Dallas, Dallas will probably stay in. Portland might fall if you know CJ McCollum falters off or even mm-hmm. Damian Lillard falls really off. Well, yeah, but, I mean, oh, they played really well against the Warriors. Yeah, they 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 they, yeah, they, they messed one game. Yeah, I know one game, but if hey, Lillard's putting up fifty one a game, I, I maybe like it's gonna be hard to stop. Everyone on ESPN's talking about oh back to back road games for the Warriors. Can they win them both? And Lillard goes, fuck it. You lost the first one. Uh, middle finger. I think Houston and, and Utah are really, I think I think you hit it on the head. I kind of yeah. hope, hope that Houston falters and doesn't make the playoffs. Oh, I'd love that. Because that, you think that forces the uh, organization to make a bigger change? No, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I feel like at that point, blow it up. Harden, you're gone. Dwight, you're gone. No, I, I don't plucking. think you get rid of Harden. I think you need to fucking empty out the rest of the team and find yeah. the people to build around Harden. I think I think that's it. I mean, maybe keep Ariza and Beverly. Yeah, Trevor is good. Maybe those, good. Maybe those three, but I mean, I think Ariza, he's got to get out of your starting lineup maybe. But I mean, because he's, he's a good six man. He's a good yeah. he's a good role player, but I don't know if he's a starter there. Right. But I mean... I really, I really want. I'm, I'm rooting for Utah because Derek Favors. He came into the league mm-hmm. as a bust, but he's kind of turning around in Utah. It's Gordon surprising. Hayward, yeah, bring back that NCAA tournament magic. You know, make a run, and you got Shelvin Max. So you got the Butler duo there. I mean, <laughs> Alec, Alec Burks. He's been injured, and I don't think he's playing right now. But I mean, Trey Burke is fantastic. They're, they're a fun team fantastic. to watch. They are, know? and they're a young team. And they're kind of fitting into that Pistons thing where they can make a run in a couple of years. I think they just need to add more, and they just need to grow more. Yeah, it's kind of like the Magic were the team in the East that were like the young team that are superstars and now they kind of fell off of that Tobias Harris trade. I think they could still be great but I think, you know, Pistons kind of overtook that with that T- Tobias Harris trade. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there. Is there any team you think that's really going to disappoint in the second half? The Bulls. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a playoff team right now. Yeah. With I mean, injuries and now with locker room cancer times seven. <laughs> I don't know if they can continue on this pace they're at. You know who's a team that, I mean... The one other team that I would throw into a team to watch on the good side, Miami. They could be a wild card in the East. Really? I was I was actually going to say they were going to be my team to disappoint because they're they're nine and a half back, but I see them more falling towards the eighth spot than go, moving up and jumping Boston. Well, this is this is the interesting part of okay, Miami. Which team do you want to be? Do you want to be the top team that is going to maybe upset some teams and maybe fight? against LeBron in the playoffs, or are you going to falter and come back? I if Right now, I would describe them as a wild card kind of in the East. Not mm-hmm. necessarily a team to watch for good or bad, just a wild card, a joker. Because they got a ton. They got a ton of. Uh, they mm-hmm. got a ton of. Uh, you know, veteran leadership there. I think that he can turn around. Any final thoughts before we uh, end this? End this King's rant? No, no. no. The, the, is that what this podcast is? The King's this, rant. Today? The King's rant, not King's ransom. King's rant. Anyways, <laughs> it's gonna wrap it up for this fast break uh, episode. I want to thank Dave and I want to thank Ricky for joining us. Thank you for listening in. If you do want to listen more, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on SoundCloud so you never miss a fast break podcast or any of our other great podcasts here on Most Valuable Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Most Valuable Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod. Follow Dave at Twitter at Dave Does Not Tweet. Follow Ricky at Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Follow me on Twitter at Schwarbo. And uh, thank you for listening very much. And uh, if you do want to check out our Patreon page, it should be down in the links below if you're listening on YouTube. Anyways, thank you very much for tuning in. And tune in next week. We'll probably go on another King's Rant. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.